0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today we're joined by Carl Schultz, Principal Engineer for the Enterprise High Performance Computing Group at Intel. Welcome, Carl. How's it going?
0: Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me.
1: So we are coming to you at Supercomputing. And obviously, this is the main event of the year for the high-performance computing industry. What is the key theme of supercomputing this year for Intel?
0: From Intel, there's a number of things that we're excited to talk about. The one that I've really been focusing on is establishing a community that's targeting high-performance computing, which, as you know, is sort of a central theme in supercomputing. And uh, one of the things that we're excited to announce is the creation of this new community, which is really about trying to make it easier for end users all around the world to deploy supercomputing systems. And to do that, what we're trying to do is aggregate a lot of the open source software that many of the centers around the world use and put into production. And we're trying to provide a centralizing location to put a lot of that stuff and make it easy for end users, site owners, applications developers and researchers to be able to access all of this common code that so many of us use and to really provide a place to develop new code going forward. So to provide an avenue for R&D going forward as we march towards Exascale, which is really our next big target. We've done scale, and, and now we got to get to Exascale.
1: One piece of information that's coming out of supercomputing is the formation of the OpenHPC community and the engagement there. Can you tell me a little bit about OpenHPC? I'd
0: be happy to. It's something I'm really excited about. You already mentioned it's a community effort and it really is a collaborative effort. As I mentioned, it's initiated from this desire to try to minimize a lot of the replication that happens in our community. So many of us are duplicating, uh, sort of building and installing and managing lots of similar software stacks across our system. So this new effort, OpenHPC, is really trying to provide a starting avenue to minimize that effort. And so we've got a number of partners coming from industry, from OEMs, from academia, from the research labs who have all signed on to help with this endeavor and the hope going forward is that it really can be an evangelizing effort where we provide a service back to the community so we can integrate lots of really high quality software, make it so that it's not just available as source but available in binary form so that people can install it directly and move on to the business of doing supercomputing as opposed to spending lots of their time standing up the system.
1: What is the history of open source within HPC and where do you see that evolving with OpenHPC?
0: Particularly in HPC open source, certainly historically, has had a very prominent role. And part of that is because supercomputing you know, really pushes the boundaries of what we do in a lot of fields of science. There's a huge effort uh, in academia to develop uh, new algorithms, and that always equates to new code. And so, by definition, HPC has a very rapidly evolving development cycle. And I think that's something that fits very well with open source and also maps well to academia, of course and the other big input being research labs around the world, who happen to provide a lot of funding and development for some of the leading-edge software products that we use today, you know, all of that is done in open source. And so it it really is critical to high performance computing. It's so critical that when you look at some of the big procurements that happen around the world, it's almost mandated that some of the software be uh, available as open source. As someone who's been involved in the past in deploying big systems, there's motivation for that, not just because you may come from academia and be a proponent of open source, but just the fact that at the scale of what you're trying to do in supercomputing, usually the software cannot be tested in advance on the scale of a top 10 supercomputer because they just don't sit around waiting to be used for testing types of purposes. So it's often the end user, whether they know it or not, is involved in some of the testing of the software. And so they need to have the source code and they need to be able to help themselves when they identify a problem. So it really is key to HPC. It's been very popular over the last several decades, and I certainly expect it to be a cornerstone going forward. And that's part of the motivation for the Open HPC community is that because open source is such a key tenant for our community, we think it makes a lot of sense to establish a community that really supports open source, but also tries to take all of these packages that are available across the community and integrate them in a way that makes them usable from a system stack perspective.
1: I would assume that this is engaging the vendor community as well as the user community for HPC environments. Where do you see the differentiation between areas which are focus of open source and maybe areas where there would be some proprietary code development?
0: We want to make sure that this community is at least able to interoperate with some of the proprietary tools that are available. We're trying to design that going into the whole process and really be able to support proprietary types of applications where it makes sense and you know some examples might be from Intel's perspective we're making a And we're including parallel studio tools. Some of that, the runtimes are freely available, but you need a license to use them in a development environment. But we think it's really important that if the community is going to take on integration and being able to test a lot of these packages and how they interoperate against each other, we think it's important to consider proprietary tools as well. And so in the Intel case, we have adopted a bring your own license model. So the community will be able to make these binary bits available. And then for folks who have a license, for some of these codes then they can just use their own license. We certainly see going down the road that other proprietary types of products would be made available under the same idea that we'll test them, we'll make sure that they're integrated against all of the other components that are part of OpenHPC and then an end user can do the installation very easily and then just obtain a license separately.
1: Carl, why is Intel so deeply invested in this and how does this fit into our broader strategy for high-performance computing?
0: You know, obviously they want to have really good silicon and offer really good hardware. That is one key ingredient for a supercomputer. The other key ingredients are the software stack that you put on it and how you can actually manage that system over its lifetime. I mean, when you think about the investments that are put into a big supercomputer, this management aspect of them from a software perspective is very important. And so one of the themes here is try to support in a multitude of ways making it easier to treat the systems holistically from a system point of view, right? Really provide the whole stack. And part of what OpenHPC is really trying to do is make that happen. I think that's one of the reasons why it's important. It also fits very nicely with the notion of the scalable systems framework and the idea that Intel is really moving forward with end-to-end offerings from, you know, not just processors, but also interconnect and strategic software investments around I.O. and parallel I.O. and burst buffers and, and a whole gamut of things as we move towards exascale.
1: When you look at OpenHPC, I'm sure we've sparked some interest online from our listeners. What are the types of opportunities for participation in this program?
0: First and foremost is if you have a need for software that OpenHPC happens to be providing, try it out. Kick the tires on it. There's a number of email lists that are available, both from if you just want to be a casual end user, there's a user email list. Or if you want to sort of be involved as a hardcore developer, there's a separate list for that. But we've tried to seed the community and make some good ideas. And we benefit from a lot of knowledge in the space, give feedback, tell us what's good, what's missing. Another way to participate is volunteer to help become a maintainer. You know, you can really help yourself out if you are willing to sort of help in actually doing the integration work as well. From the community point of view, that means trying to adopt some conventions where it makes sense and helping us on develop integration testing that goes along with it. And really, we want to do those at the same time because the community really wants to make sure that if someone is getting an integrated package from OpenHPC, that it has gone through a reasonable amount of integration testing so that the end users know that it really is production quality to be used on their system. Maybe if you're a site who has some spare cycles available on systems that you're not using, you know, you could donate some hardware so that we could sort of exercise on different types of hardware. That's really important here as well. Those are some examples of ways that people can participate.
1: Where can folks go to find out more information about OpenHPC?
0: OpenHPC.community. It does end with .community. That's a new top-level domain that's available. So from there, you can link to the GitHub site where all of the source code is at. You can sign up for the email list, and you can even download the code.
1: Thank you so much for being on the program today, Carl. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. My pleasure. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.